The following show features episodic breakdowns of Jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times. Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass. This is the show where we're going through every single episode of your favorite show of all time, Jackass. It's just three lifelong fans of Jackass reliving the belly laughs, bad ideas, and broken bones. This episode aired on October 22nd of the year 2000. The year 2000. Yep. And this was actually, for once, a very, very significant day. Okay. Yep. Yep. You you just, you keep coming in with the energy, Chris. No, no. Hey, I told you this time I'm going to come correct this (laughs) time. Okay. And it's extremely significant. You guys all obviously um, remember the old newspaper, the Mancini Shinbun, right? Uh, of course. The Never Shinbun? forgot it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, of course. Well, this day they actually exposed Japanese archaeologist Sinchini Fujimara as a fraud. The newspaper actually released photos taken of him digging up the area what? before he claimed to find these planted artifacts the day what before. What the? F- Are you serious? <laughs> this was a heavy, heavy day. I honestly, I don't know if you were expect like, like if you just kind of, you know, dug a little too I, deep I for that dig one. I deep for this one. Yes, this, I did. I'm not going to lie. This is, I think, your best one yet. I don't know if you expected that from me. I expected, I'm always expecting to get shit from you guys, even though I work hard at this every single time. <laughs> no, listen, I think you dug deep and you exposed a traitor to the nation of Japan, which Absolutely. we're always trying to do. And his name, of course, which will be on the top of your head is. Yeah, of course. It is uh, the good old Shinchini Fujimara. Shinchini yeah, Fujimara. Guys. I was well, just going to say that. You, well, we all know I wanted to be an archaeologist growing up. So this this has specific I did too, actually. Can you, can you yeah. guys give me a minute? I just, uh, I got to take some posters down off my wall here. Just. Oh, you have the Shinji posters uh, up still. I didn't. Come on. I mean, ever since 2000, October 22nd, I 2000. I didn't know. I didn't know. All I didn't know about down. it. All right. I didn't know about it. What do you want me to say? Did you yeah, not I've get been, the facts oh, I, I sent out? I, I, I genuinely thought you guys were interested for once, and now I'm starting to see the sarcasm. <laughs> 21 years, all right, you Mikey. know what? 21 Schumacher years. won the Malaysian Grand Prix this year, all right? Are you guys happy now? Oh, another F1? Okay. I'm you know what? That. You can't walk I, back I might just quit this whole podcast now. You, you can't. Hey, Jay, I think we did it. We, we're getting Chris to walk away. Oh, God, that was the plan all along. We, that I didn't think it would happen this soon. <laughs> Wait for stay tuned next week for even better fun facts. Well, that obviously with the facts is Chris. Uh, we've got Jay leading us in, and myself is uh, Mikey Aaronworth, Chris's unfortunate brother. Uh, that's that's a fun fact that we don't like to tell quite as much. But uh, Jay, what do we have planned for today? Oh, lots of fun today, boys. This is episode four of season one, and this is one we just got to dive right into because there is so much to talk about here. It's a very heavy episode. So I'm ready if you guys are ready. You know what? I uh, Here's how ready I am. I've noticed that uh, sometimes I bring a little bit too much energy, and I think I have to dial it back a little bit this time. So I've poured myself a nice stiff glass of red wine to talk about uh, jackass with you guys today. And I can't wait to get a little bit sensual and uh, really dig deep like the late, great Fuji Mara. 
Fujimara is his last name. Fujimara. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And what am I drinking today, Mikey? Uh, and, and my brother is drinking straight vodka out of a rocks glass. As per usual. <laughs> no ice, no nothing. Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to Jackass. What's going on? I'm very confused at the start of this episode. That's not Johnny Knoxville. Did Johnny Knoxville change bodies with another man? Because he's saying my name is Johnny Knoxville, but clearly that is not Johnny Knoxville. I think he said his name is Johnny Knucklesville. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the famous, famous samurai. He was actually very good friends with Fujimura, actually. Oh, Johnny Knucklesville was. Yeah, Johnny Knucklesville, yeah. That is a very traditional samurai name, if I've ever heard Knucklesville. of Knucklesville. Knucklesville. Sounds like a Ninja it- Turtle villain. <laughs> uh, yeah, him and Bebop were good buddies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rock the foot, steady. The foot gang. Hello, I'm Johnny Knoxville, and I'm here in lovely Shropshire, and I shall now like to get shot with a crossbow. Holy shit, he's going to get shot with a crossbow. No, it's underwhelming. It sucks. I'm sorry. Jay, I don't think it was actually a crossbow. Oh, wow. Really? I'm, yes, it was. It's sorry. actually pronounced a Shropspire. I thought Shropshire. Shropshire is the name yes. of where yeah. they're No, where that's they're where they recorded from. it. That's not the oh, name well, of the maybe weapon. I should stop drinking straight vodka while I'm watching these episodes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hello, I'm Johnny Knoxville, and I'm here in lovely Sharpshire. Okay, how do you pronounce it? Sharpshire? Sharpshire. Sharpshire. Okay, okay, here we go. That quick interstitial um, it was was very, you were, you were underwhelmed as well, eh? Like, I, yeah. I thought it was going to be a little bit more. If you notice, though, he was shot pretty low down on the armor. He was close yeah. to taking one in the gut there. Dude, I'm just glad Ivan didn't sneeze there because Johnny could have had a ruptured <laughs> gut. For, that would have went right through him, that arrow. The thing is, when it makes contact with, he's wearing like a, a traditional medieval suit of armor on the upper half. He's right. got the helmet and the chest plate. So, yeah, the armor... It takes the full brunt of the arrow, just kind of zings right off of him. But uh, I don't even, almost don't even know why they did it. The funniest part was him screwing up the name Shropshire. Shrop, shrop, yeah. Shropshire? What Shropshire, I yeah. I, I, I don't really have anything to add because all my notes were based on the fact that that thing was actually called a Shropshire. <laughs> so I'm going to sit this one out, boys. <laughs> I'm surprised the king, the king of research didn't do his research on that one to find out that. <laughs> A crossbow, a Shropshire is not a type of crossbow. But yes, Mikey, you're, you are all correct. right, man. You know what? I'm, I'm, I can't handle this abuse anymore. All right, just because I bring in the hottest facts in the game, and you guys can't appreciate, you know, the pure elegance of these these facts that I'm bringing in every you're, week. You're slowly becoming the the Phil Margera of our group. <laughs> we're just gonna beat on you all day long. This next segment, I think, is why we're all here. Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville. This is Sumo Wrestling. Johnny Knoxville facing off with a real-life sumo wrestler. Before Johnny gets to wrestling, he's got to learn the true art of Japanese sumo wrestling. And who better to teach us than trainer Steve Nakata? What's your name, sir? Nakata. Nakata and Johnny. Okay, Johnny, I have to teach you how to do the basics. Right. Otherwise, I don't want you to be hot. Steve Nakata was uh, a brother of Jeff uh, or uh, Johnny Knucklesville. Johnny yeah, Knucklesville. yeah, they have very, yeah. very American names. Um, you know what? I liked this portion of the stunt. It was probably my favorite portion of the stunt because, and look, this is this is just, we're going to run into this a lot, but this is me watching Jackass as an adult as opposed to as a kid. Whereas as a kid, I'm like, it's funny because they wrestle in diapers. And now I'm like, you know what? They're ahead of their time because they're at least trying to show respect for the tradition of sumo wrestling. It's not Johnny going in there. Like he makes a couple jokes about it being a diaper, but that's kind of it. But I don't think they're showing much respect because this was literally diapers versus thongs. Like you're calling it a diaper, but he was actually wearing 
what looked to be an actual diaper opposed to the traditional garb. I think no, that's traditional it? garb. It looked it? exactly like a di- well, look at the difference between the two. Unless his ass wasn't <laughs> wide enough for it to stick between his cheeks. Okay, so maybe I'm wrong. When 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 the when the sumo guy turned around, like when they show that nice little pan in of his ass, like tell me you weren't trying to see if you could see any nuts or balls or <laughs> some, some I was like really looking into it to see some skin I was too focused on the fact that I thought that was Johnny Knoxville's butt because it was scrawny I can't believe a guy of that size has such a small butt the sumo wrestler well he's got a small butt but apparently uh, a Pringle sized dick that's yeah. what they, that's yeah, what they're the advertising can. yeah yeah do sumo get a lot of women of course yeah peanuts supposed to be like a round feet wow. like a Pringles can yes I have my Fuji in my pants you can be on top. This sumo wrestler, can we talk about him for a minute? Because he's got quite the personality. Like you almost unsung hero. Dude, you almost think of sumo wrestlers like would be these kind of like serious, almost stoic kind of dudes because you know they take their their you know their machismo and their wrestling so seriously. But he's just cracking jokes the whole time and having a good time 100%. and laughing. And you could tell he was he all was for great. it. I, I loved I loved his uh, the the fact that they showed a little bit of personality of his. I think they could have shown more because he he also comes up in the end credit sequence and and he's doing this weird dance and i'm like this sketch could have been a lot better if he were given more airtime i think that this is another stunt that suffers from what i like to call silent johnny syndrome and it's early johnny knoxville when he doesn't know how to make the comments while the stunt is going on to keep it interesting he gets great at that later on in his in his career uh but this one i found that once it got going similar to like the the st- the, the stunt from the last sketch where he gets uh, or the last episode where he gets lit on fire I kind of thought that it was boring once the stunt got going. Did did you guys not think that? Were you were you in on it? I I was enjoying it to be honest. The the crutch on the leg definitely added to it. It started making me wonder: Would you rather fight Nigel with boxing gloves on, or <laughs> assume a wrestler with your with a leg boot on? Because as much as you think of a shot to the head hurts, like when you're putting pressure moving backwards on that foot over there, I was literally going to ask the same question at what would, and uh, let's start with you. Chris. What would you rather be if let's okay, let's call it this. You're in a fight to the death. And for those of you who may not have heard episode, I think two Johnny Knoxville, when he first sprains his ankle or breaks his ankle, he enters a boxing ring with a professional boxer and gets gut punch until he gets knocked out. Essentially. Then he goes here. His foot is a little bit more healed, but still not great. And he goes in a sumo wrestling match against someone who is legitimately probably twice his size. If it's a fight to the death, which one would you take your chances in? Uh, take my chances or which one would I prefer? It's well, listen, I would, I would I, prefer to, to, to a fight to the death with Nigel. Cause he's probably just going to clock me a to lot death quicker. In one shot. Yeah, yeah. True. True. Uh, I don't really feel like being suffocated to death by like a big, huge belly or something like that. <laughs> getting like the yoga Suna slam and feeling all that sweat and whatnot. But, uh, it definitely wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be pushing back on my broken leg Fair. by a 500 pound guy. Fair. Jay, what about you? That's a hard question because I'm going to die either way. There's no no two ways well, about it, man. we're all going to die at some point. Yeah. yeah. I just never thought it would be that like this. But uh, do you have I, a big boy body fetish as well? I think <laughs> <laughs> I think I would actually agree with you, Chris, and go with Nigel just because I feel like it would be quicker. You know, if, if I'm going to go, just, you know, knock me out. Just give me a swift, you know, knockout punch to the face. I'll go down. I'll take it. It's fine. Plus, I don't know. I think that would look cooler than slowly suffocating under a... <laughs> Sumo man. But uh, how about you, Mikey? I, I honestly, I think I would take my chance at the sumo wrestling. Even even though I have some experience boxing, I just feel like against a sumo wrestler, I feel like my 
base. Yeah, I know this is wrong, but it's that it's that arrogance you have when you've never done something and you're like, I think I'd be better at that than something else. I feel like it would be harder to take me down than it would be to knock me out in in boxing. Well, like, I feel like if he moves forward, you could do like a drop toe hold, like drop yeah, down, like trip s- him on the back and something then like that. Stomp, yeah. 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 Anyways. But even though I'm wrong, is there a professional wrestling option? Could I do that? I wouldn't mind taking a couple chair shots. Just to uh, see yeah, what that's that, that like. wouldn't be a bad idea, actually. Yeah, you know, yeah. fall through a I can, table. I can take a couple of those. Yeah. Hey, but uh, speaking of the sumo wrestling, it's all serious business here because if you've never seen sumo wrestling before, two guys in a circle, basically you got to throw the other guy out of the circle using all your might. That's basically all it is. It's pretty simple. But watching this go down, you kind of wonder, how is Johnny Knoxville going to perform? Well, let's just say round one, I actually timed his <laughs> his run in the circle. It was three seconds. Oh, it's that seems long based on what it looked like. Like he was, man, uh, he he was in trouble. And that that is kind of the, uh, the, 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 it shows you exactly how difficult sumo wrestling must be. Oh, he, dude. He, but it wasn't like he was being manhandled to the point where it wasn't even fun or funny to watch because he was just kind of getting tossed aside. He looked like he was in more pain getting hit by that bamboo stick, whatever the fuck that thing was. Yes. Can we yeah. talk about that for me for a minute? Because uh, that is probably the best part of the segment. Uh, there is while they're doing their training before doing the sumo match, the trainer, uh, good old, what was his name? Steve? Yeah, Steve, Steve Nakata. Steve. We can just call him Steve. You know what's weird? Remember Steve Blackman from uh, from WWF? Steve Blackman, the Lethal Weapon. He used to use kendo sticks. Yeah. As well. Oh yeah, the kendo oh, yeah. sticks. Look at that connection. Oh boy. Wow. But yeah, the kendo connection. I wonder if they're related. <laughs> so he brings out this kendo stick, and basically the idea is whoever fucks up in a round is gonna get the stick. And of course, it's all Johnny. That sumo is flawless. So you start off with Johnny on his knees. He basically tells him Steve comes up, Johnny, Johnny, wait before we get onto the next round. I gotta, I gotta hit you with this. And Johnny's just like, all right. Oh. I actually think after the first hit, which looks painful, he says, "This is great. I love it." <laughs> that is what he would say. By the end of it, though, by the end of the round after round of being thrown out, Johnny's back. Oh, my Oof. God. That looks sore. No, Red marks that, that all back, across it. That back wasn't from being thrown. That was from the stick. Exactly. Yeah, but he was barely he was barely hit by it. Like, it looked like it was it was not touching him. Like, how dangerous is that stick? Is electrified? Yeah. What yeah. are we seeing? I, I really need to get one of those because I'm putting all my effort into whipping Jess, like when, when you're getting into it, my yeah. wife, yeah, <laughs> and she's always like, "Oh, you pussy, you can't hit me hard enough." But I feel oh, like okay. with that thing over there, I might not have to put as much effort in and finally get get the, it finished. The weird thing is, knowing you and Jess, I can't tell if you're telling a joke. Oh, I'm or dead not. serious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe uh, Nakata's got an e-shop. You can, you know, you can hook you up. Yeah, with yeah, those. yeah. A Nakata branded uh, kendo stick. Do you guys <laughs> want to give this one a rating out of ten? Let's do it. Yeah, for sure. Jay, why don't you start us off? Yeah, before I do that, real quick, the last thing that stuck out to me, and I think you guys will find this kind of funny too, if you noticed. I don't know if you noticed, it's a quick flash, but after the action's all done, Johnny's standing there talking to Steve, they're just having a conversation, and his this was right after his, are we calling it a diaper, or are we calling it a sumo, sumo shorts, what is I, this? I, I think it was a full-on diaper, it looked like it had padding and everything. So there's a okay. part of the fight where the sumo literally rips Johnny's diaper right yes. off, and he's just nude, and after that happens, he's talking to Steve outside the circle, and there's this part where he kind of just flashes his dick a little and like it's not like yeah. he's just holding it open yeah it's not like whoops, whoops my dick came out he's like kind of just having a casual conversation just showing his dick and i'm just like 
I guess that's body, total body comfort, if anything. Like, he's so okay with himself, he's okay to just whip it out. I honestly, I think it's I think it's more about the fact that he's not showing it off. He's just normally, he wouldn't care because that's just what Johnny is all about. And then he realizes it's not, oh my God, my dick's showing, that's embarrassing. It's, oh my God, my dick's showing, MTV is going to have to censor this. Like, I think that's more <laughs> what he's concerned about as opposed to someone seeing his dick. Yeah, especially in Asia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sorry, guys. <laughs> Oh Jesus, Chris! You got you got to take a shot from the kendo stick after that yeah. one. I deserve it. <laughs> I think for rating on this one, guys, like I really liked the idea. It fell a little bit short because there's nothing Johnny could really do. However, I did I did get a kick out of him, you know, doing the training with with Steve there and getting the kendo stick. It's it's all good. So I'm probably just gonna go middle of the road and give it a five because there is room for improvement. Uh, love the concept though. I love that they were trying something different because I didn't really expect this for a jackass stunt. What about you, Chris? Yeah, I, I'm going exactly a five two, as you all know or should know that five doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Good it's call. Just an average, average rating. Went over well. They put a lot into it. There were some funny jokes. I laughed. It wasn't insanely exciting, but it definitely wasn't bad either. So yeah, I'm going right down with the five. Yeah, I'm not quite there with you guys. I think this one suffered from early jackass syndrome where they have a good idea and therefore they think they don't need to be creative about it. So in in bringing up the idea of, of Johnny Knoxville uh, uh, sumo wrestling, they kind of left it at that. So I'm giving this one a three. I'm, I'm, I'm docking it some points because they could have done more with it, but they just let it lie on the premise alone. And that's not enough for these stunts. Three out of 10 for me. Three out of 10. There it is. Moving on, Bam wakes up Brother Jess with a guitar solo. <laughs> this is kind of like, oh, that was Jess. Hey, I was trying to yeah, figure out who yeah. that was. Yeah, okay, I had to gotcha. roll it back a couple times because he says real quietly, Jess is sleeping, check it out. And then he kind of, Bam picks up a guitar. He's standing on the bed on top of Jess, just playing like the most obnoxious ass you could possibly be in this situation strumming so hard that he's punching him in the side of the head that was great jess barely reacts though which is great <laughs> yeah let's get more of jess on here jess by the way when you call him brother jess for the listener who doesn't know that literally is bam margera's brother yeah jess yes uh singer of cky cky yeah, baby yeah. he's actually i just saw on his uh instagram they're actually releasing something soon no way good for yeah. them that's yeah. awesome i i love this one i've actually done this to someone before without the punching uh, <laughs> <laughs> i was i was in university and i brought there was uh uh we it was you know dorms downstairs like everyone left their door unlocked so i uh i went in and one of my friends was sleeping in another one of my friend's rooms and she had just gotten back from like March break or something. And I brought my guitar and my amp into the room, plugged it in, turned it up full volume and just strummed a chord. And she fell, literally fell out of bed. It was, that must have very been well. so annoying because you <laughs> do not know how to play the guitar. I don't even know why you have a guitar or an amp. You've never in my entire life, knowing you as my brother, have ever played one single guitar song. No. You just use it just to wake people up. That's basically, but isn't that enough? What more do you want from me? If, if, as long as you got those nice power strums yeah, with the exactly. fist of the face. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. Maybe yeah. not to the girl, though. No, 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 no not to her. No, that was just sound. Hashtag me poo. I got <laughs> I got to give props to the overdub because you could tell what Bam is playing on the guitar doesn't quite match up. But whoever overdubbed it with another guitar solo actually made it pretty convincing. I was I was surprised. Oh, I thought he was actually playing that. I was impressed. I thought he was doing a good job. Yeah. Good thing we had a sound engineer on our yeah, team. Yeah, eh? for real. For real. That would be me. 
Hey, coming up I next. I am the sound engineer. Down, down the stairs in a laundry basket, baby. Not much to say about that, but it was funny to see. Like, I don't know. It's like, why is this even here? Don't know, but it's jackass, so fuck it. Have yeah. you guys ever done that? 100%. All the time. That's one of the things I haven't done. Really? Yeah, I maybe pushed some people down, but I've never decided to jump in. But I don't even think I have, to be honest. Oh, man. Yeah, this, this wasn't like laundry hamper as in like, you know, the kind you got in your house. This was like a fucking commercial, the kind you hide in to sneak out of prison laundry basket, you know? so Yeah, which we've all done. Which we've all done it. Done. Well, how do you think we're all here today? <laughs> Coming up next, real quick before the next big stunt, we have Aaron McGahee getting tan. And what's he getting tanned on his chest there, Mikey? It's just the letters jackass. Um, this was... Not necessary, I yeah, think. Like the concept exactly was okay. How I feel. The best part about this sketch was when he dove into a fountain, and I'm like, make that the sketch. Like, <laughs> see, I disagree. I think this is exactly as this is the exact type of stuff that's spliced into jackass things that seems unnecessary. Yeah, but just creates the vibe. There was something about it. It was stupid. It was dumb. But that's those little things where you're like the like the. Um, the, the spring in the toilet. What do you call it? The door stopper in the toilet. Oh, sure, it's just sure, like those sure, random sure, sure. little things that they throw in that you're kind of like, that. why was that there? But it adds to the whole character yeah, you and the wanna, whole vibe you of everything. You want to leave room for them to make mistakes and just try these sorts of things out because it then it feels a little bit more duct taped together and that's part of the aesthetic of Jackass. So God I, damn, I, how's, yeah. he looked good. Yeah, you he know what? really good. He, he had a nice little smile. He was looking young and chiseled. He's got all his teeth. He <laughs> looks like he isn't as depressed as he clearly is later in the jackass world. Uh, you know, Danger Aaron was put through a lot by the jackass crew. And uh, I think I think he started to feel it by the end. It's good to see a nice, young, youthful Aaron McGahee. He was a professional snowboarder. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. That. That's how he started off him and uh, him. And I always flip their names back and forth. Derek England, they were out. Oh, really? They, they were kind of like a package. Derek field. England, Dave England. Derek England used to play defense on that the Pittsburgh Penguins. That would make Penguins. sense. Yes, <laughs> yes. And they're both, yeah. One gets punched in the face and one likes to punch people yeah, in the face. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. There you go. That's how you remember it. Hey, boys, this is where the episode really starts picking up next, though. I'm excited to get oh, into yeah. these ones because it just keeps getting funnier I and funnier. you are a big boy poo fetish, man. The poo <laughs> Yes, I made a reference last episode to smearing it around like a peanut butter sandwich. Here we are, baby. Full smear. We're doing it. This is the poo hug, but I'm too much of a sissy, so I'm just gonna use, I'm gonna use refried bean. And you might be saying to yourself right now, well, refried beans don't stink very much. Luckily, I got a, a load of stink bombs. Dave England is in a back alley, and he's got a can of baked beans, and he wants to cover himself in baked beans. But why baked beans? Well, his logic here is I don't actually want to be covered in real poo. Come on, guys, that's yucky. Uh, so he's gonna <laughs> open this can of baked beans, smear himself, and then he's got what he calls a stink bomb, which I remember these. I haven't seen one of these things in a long oh, time. Yeah. They smell worse than real farts. Yeah, dude. And he, <laughs> he just smeared it all over himself, and he's going to go out into public, try to give away some free hugs. Sir, I'm giving out free hugs today. Would you like one? No, I'll pass today. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, this one, here's the thing. Modern day Dave England, or as Chris likes to call him, Derek England, uh, <laughs> would have smeared real poo on himself, right? Like, we know well, that now. He, he is... The go-to poo-poo guy. <laughs> he is, he is definitely the go-to poo-poo guy. He did the poop in the in the the hardware store. <laughs> yeah, he's he's just a poop guy. Yeah, I think I think he did the baby diaper. He did the baby There's diaper. More England poop later in this episode, man. Oh, uh, uh, it's butt mud. Butt mud. You want a free butt mud hug? He's definitely their poo guy. Dave <laughs> is is their poo guy for sure. Um, this one was was okay to me. I, I think it suffered from a lack of, you know how some of the jackass stunts 
evolve over the course of the 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 scene this one just kind of stayed the same and it would heavily rely on reactions from the people walking by and i don't think any of them were that great i am just bewildered at the fact that anybody would have given him a hug and a few people do well the the funny thing i noticed and jay you could probably speak to this because there was clearly a big boy poop fetish person involved in this skit there was a white guy with like a fedora top like in white shirt first of all the the balls to even talk to people all dressed in white yes this guy walks by the first time is intrigued leaves his friends because he can't let them know what's going on walks by a second time he's like he's like one of those guys on like hooker hooker lane trying to like scope out the scene and comes back a third time for the hug this guy yeah. clearly has a big boy poo fetish he, he and does. i'm not shaming no but he did i felt like he was ashamed he had to leave his friends and that's that's not cool the uh dude in white i feel like i feel like we were watching different shows or something chris because i got a totally different read on that guy when he came up to him the first time it's like he didn't know what was going on because Dave England goes, hey, do you want a hug? And it's almost like he looks at him. He doesn't say anything, but it's almost like hugs. What are these hugs? Like he doesn't know <laughs> what he's trying to communicate to him with his arms open wide. He's just staring at him like he stops like, no, no hug. Oh, like hug, yeah. hug. He's never seen a hug he's before, never seen a which, hug which happens when you have a poo fetish. Is this how you talk your way out of your poo fetishes there, Jay? <laughs> I, all I got to do is just start a disagreement to get your mind off the fact that uh, we were talking about the poo-poo thing, and hopefully you getting all riled up would do it, but... Um, that didn't seem to work this time. <laughs> but no, I get locked but on. The best part of it all is after he hugs him, though, is uh, he's like, what's that you're covered in? He's like, oh, it's poo-poo. It's okay, though. It's, it's just a hug. I'm trying to spread some love. Dude. And he doesn't how? lose his mind. He, no. I, th- this is where I agree with Chris. I think he, he had it in his head all along that he wanted this to be a moment for him, and he had to ditch his friends to do it comes back you know what maybe he comes back from the store with uh maybe put some cologne on because he wants to make this like a special moment for him who knows yeah. we don't know could be that could um, very much be that but i i don't think that there's a ton left to say about this sketch. like to me that's kind of like where it begins and ends you hope for some better audience reactions like you got in daddy and baby where the prank is not on the person doing it it's on the people walking by uh this one doesn't have much more unless you guys have something left to say do you guys want to give it that rating out of 10 let's do it i think i'll probably be the lowest on this one i love dave england and this one was lacking his charm. He usually brings more to the table. He usually has more of a narrative around his his uh, stunts. And this one just felt like it was one small idea, again, similar to the sumo wrestling one that wasn't expanded upon and wasn't grown over the course of the scene. I'm giving this one a three out of 10. Jay, how about you? I, I like the setup because it's pretty funny like what astounds me is like you said at the top mikey how many people actually gave him hugs like england it's fucking crazy yeah england even gets a kiss from a girl yeah it's insane <laughs> he's covered in shit how is this happening props to him man. he cleaned up so just for that alone i want to bump my score up a little bit but okay there's some good reactions in here don't get me wrong but Let's go. Let's go six. I'm not going to go much higher than that. I think that's where I top out. Wow. I think that's a, that's high to me. What do you what do you think, Chris? I really want to go a two out of ten. Hey, I like that. Mm-hmm. You know what? You're always thinking. Yeah. Throw, throw one away. You know, as they say in hockey, <laughs> waste it high. Just scare the goalie by yeah. shooting one at his head. But I can't I can't give it a two out of ten because I actually did enjoy this skit. Oh, OK. I thought the balls of him to go after people dressed in white, <laughs> the, the idea that he would be sitting there. Some of the girls reactions like, yeah, I don't think so. And the fact that he got so many hugs is crazy is mind blowing to me. 
and especially the the the, the triple turn uh, Pooh fetish master over there in the white fedora. <laughs> I, I am going with an, again a five out of ten. Okay, all right. I maybe I'm wrong, uh, although I know that I'm not. So no hug, no, thank you. hug go. Hey boys, that's it, that. It's all good. There's lots to be wrong about this next segment. Oh boy, depending on which side of the fence you're on, you're either right or you're wrong. Mm. I got a question for you guys though. First, before we introduce it, what's that? What if God were just a stranger on a bus? You know. Just a slob like one of us? The kind sitting in the back seat, masturbating. <laughs> Smells like puke and piss. What if he were then one of be, us? He'd be a combination of Steve O and Chris Pontius, I think, is what he would be. <laughs> Keep going out of California. Fire isn't burn if you're already dead. Don't listen to these people. They're liars. This uh, stunt, I guess, that we're going to look at where Chris Pontius runs around California with a sign that says, keep God out of California. Yeah, yeah. And don't forget, he's also fully dressed in a what looks like a Satan Halloween costume, just tight as can be. You really, really, really get to see that uh, moose knuckle going on there. This one, again, is all about the reactions that he gets and the character that Chris Pontius has. I think there's a direct comparison to this sketch and the poo hug because it is about going out in public and being absurd and eliciting a response through the ways in which you can kind of egg people on or or like poke them a little bit. And Chris Pontius ends up finding people who are question like who are questioning him and who end up supporting him when he gets into a fist fight with someone like this is this is. Listen, I love Dave Englund. Like I said, he's my favorite member of Jackass. But Chris Pontius, leave it to him to save every single fucking sketch he's in. He's showing mm-hmm. how to get it done. And this this one sails into the sky, into the heavens, you might say, on his back. <laughs> I love this one. Out, out of all the fucked up things that these guys have been doing throughout the years, isn't it funny how the simplest, most chill thing that they do ends up becoming one of the most dangerous violence. Like I don't understand out the amount they could provoke people. And this is like the one time I could remember off the top of my head where someone tried to literally actually got in a fist fight with them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and especially how chill Chris was being, he was just like, I'm actually a pretty nice guy. If you get to know me, like (laughs) he was so nice and cute about the whole situation. And he just gets that one whack job that absolutely loses his shit. Yeah. And the girls that were kind of on the fence end up defending him. Just like you said, Mikey. And it's like, crazy. It's just funny to see when you get such a reaction out of people. I guess religion's one of those things. Yeah. 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 Jay, did you like this one? It's just like a beautiful thing. It's Pontius at his best, like he said. Uh, he goes out into public and he's he's really trying to coax people. And it makes me really see like people back then. You know, you forget how different the world was because this is just like cosplay by today's standards. This is nothing. But people yeah, are genuinely. That's a very good point. Yeah. They're genuinely getting upset by a dude in a, dev, a spandex devil costume in public on the streets whereas nowadays you wouldn't even really look twice you might i don't know you might point and laugh someone might take a photo but that's about it like you wouldn't be getting dudes on the street you know breaking your sign in half and throwing punches it just wouldn't happen so like i don't know i, I think back then too people were a lot more closed-minded and you, you see a guy in a devil costume and well, I, it's funny that you say that because one of the biggest controversies right now is the, those little Nas X shoes. I don't know if you've heard. Oh about yeah. That yeah I've all. heard about this. Yeah. This, there are 666 and there's blood in it and it's like Satan worship. Right. Yeah. And it got canceled. Nike filed a massive lawsuit by the people that redesigned it, stopped all distribution. So as much as like we're moving away from like this weird thing, I think as like, 
the average person, you forget how much of an effect religion still has in the United States. Yeah, it's like the it's like the Trump effect. You know, we don't believe that religion has that much of a hold on us. And we don't believe that Trump would have stood a chance to get elected or reelected for that matter. And uh, what what really makes the difference is that we're not communicating with the people who take this stuff so dearly, even to this day. I think he could perform this stunt in California today and still elicit the same reactions, even though it seems minor to us. That's the kind of thing that really gets under under people's skins. We've had people leaving babies on on uh, on <laughs> right? trucks. We've had people tied up in the back of a fucking car get away scot-free, and yet you dress up as a devil with a sign written on a piece of cardboard and that's what gets someone to punch you it's it's uh it's bizarre well it's it's very clear to me that it it's uh, sunday's obviously god's day when i'm looking yeah, at no, the no, facts I know that. The, yeah. when i'm looking at the facts of the day yeah it's 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 not the easiest thing to find things on these days so everybody's clearly at rest not much happens in the world yeah. so I, I mean i'm becoming more of a believer as the show goes on i can see that in you yeah. chris it, yeah. you you do seem like You've quite changed. quite quite a believer these days yeah i'm changing yeah born again some might say i'm a virgin <laughs> Right. Were you just talking about whipping your wife? It's not important. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I, I, okay. That was last week and this is today. All right. Okay. Yeah. Difference. You're a changed man. You know, before we move on from this one, I want to talk about the fight or flight response that happens here. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Did you guys notice this? Pontius? Yes. And you can uh, see in, it. In, you can visually see a change. This is some animal shit, man. I love this. So just for context, I know we already mentioned it, but basically what happens, just to build this up, guy is, sees Pontius with the sign, comes up, breaks the sign, starts yelling at him, shouting profanities. Man. I'm a nice man, sir. Guy right here. I, I came here. Get the I came here. Get the sight. That's not Christian. He's pissed. He does not like what he's seeing. Pontius is just trying to tell him to calm down, that he's a nice guy and all this stuff, which I love. Dude throws a punch so hard at Pontius that like, not, he knocks him back into a vehicle, hits him right in the head. And after this happens, you see something in Pontius's eyes. He's like tunnel vision now. You can see it. He's yeah. just this yeah. guy in front of him is all he's focused on. And it's like he's got to do something. And you can see a moment where he pauses. It's like the guy is getting ready to swing again. And Pontius just like tackles him in the gut and starts trying to take him down. He throws a few punches of his own and it's on. And you got to give him credit because like he just gave in. It was fight or flight. He chose fight and he fought back. And like you said, Chris, people come running up to help him. They're kicking the dude off. And I just thought this whole thing was like, how is this not... How is there not an assault like lawsuit around this? Like it's so crazy that... I don't know, maybe something did happen. But the dude, I don't know how he didn't see a camera, you know recording this whole thing like you have to be blind pretty with rage stupid. man he's blind with he's rage blinded by the religion man he just <laughs> the thing about pontius is we we forget who he actually is as a human being because he's so goddamn fucking gorgeous <laughs> <laughs> like he he he's been a scrapper he's always liked to fight yeah. he's always liked to brawl self-admittedly or whatever when i hear him talking about things and I have a feeling he was even holding back on this guy because he realized that he has the camera on him. He's just trying to wrestle. And you can tell yeah. even when the guy's approaching him, he's he's not looking to fight because he doesn't want to get like he knows he's he's approaching the situation, quote unquote, in the wrong. He's the one yeah. provoking. But as soon as the guy starts punching, that's when he goes for the tackle. And it's not like he punches back. Yeah, exactly. He's. Well, that guy would have got ground. fucked up. Yeah, of course. You, you know, no one, no one's wilder than the wild boys. That's true. That's and, true. and that's just a fact. Um, so I'd love to rate the wild boys in this one i'd love to give this one a rating uh uh for for chris pontius specifically uh 
I I'll start with this one. I loved this one. I I remember this one. This is one of the most memorable sketches I have in my memory of Jackass. And I think it is because you get a very real reaction. It's no longer about a prank where everyone laughs and points to the cameras like it's fucking candid camera. It's a a a real response from someone who's very offended. And the thing is, the person who's offended is in the wrong. It's not like these modern day pranks where someone goes and does something stupid like, I don't know, slaps someone and then runs away. And they're like, no, it's a prank. It's a prank. It's a prank. Pontius he, says it's not very Christian of you. Right. And he's there trying to be a good Satan. Like, hey, I'm just misunderstood. He's not being a bad person so this is kind of genius in my sense and Pontius carries it again it's a seven and a half out of ten for me I Chris seven seven out of ten seven and a half out of ten yeah I'm going with a full-blown nine out of ten nice I like that I like that and and it's and it's mainly because obviously the audience reaction has to do with certain things as well as the reaction of the jackass against the audience but from the from the start, this is like very typical of the jackass situation. What I love the most, the start of this, this really isn't much to it. There's not much in this prank. There's m- not much going on whatsoever. But the fact that they were able to t- like to turn a basic idea into something that was so captivating and had so much to it, that's where I give all the credit to. So I'm going with a solid nine. Nice, I like that, and I understand. Like uh, this was a great stunt, and it, the thing is, it's that simplicity that just kind of blossoms into something else, and the unexpected happens, and all of a sudden you've got a great, like, timeless sketch on your hands. You know, the beauty of Jackass, right? That's it. I'm gonna go high on this one as well. There's just something nice about seeing that raw, visceral reaction to a to a totally unexpected situation like that, and the way Pontius handles it. He's even smiling after the guy. The guy gets yeah. like, you know, pisses off, and everybody's cheering for him. Like you could tell, he's the cooler head, and the cooler heads prevail. So actually, on this one, I want to give it an eight. I really enjoyed this one a lot. I'm I'm kind of bummed out that I'm I'm the lowest on that, but I'll take it. I, I feel like I undervalued it, and I'm I'm glad you guys went higher than me. Hi, girls. I'm the devil. Are you being sarcastic? God didn't invent circumcisions. I did. Coming up next, though, guys, it is Ryan Dunn making another appearance. I don't think we've seen him since his initial uh, jumps, uh, bikes into bushes. So another bush jumping extravaganza here, except this loves time. Loves the bush. This guy fucking loves the loves bush. Loves the bush, baby. He's jumping off the balcony of a two-story building into a bush, just right out in public, too. The funny thing about this is after the jump, he just casually walks out onto the street and gives a group yeah, of ladies yeah, that's a, a exa- quick... Exactly. Ladies? Yeah, yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, I love the line that after it was so smooth, smooth exit. That was that's is, what made this. Is this yeah. the beginning of Ryan Dunn discovering who Ryan Dunn is? I still think he's got a couple years away. I, I, th- I think so as well. I mean, there, you're seeing glimmers of it, glimmers. but I think he's got some work. Yep. Can I get the Lardna Vegeta? please. Okay. So coming up next, guys, we've got the poo poo platter. Uh, oh, I love it. I fucking love poo-poo. it. You know who loves it? <laughs> I do. I do. I, do you know who loves it? Oh, I, I think he's about to tell. Uh, I think the person who loves this is about to tell us what this stunt's all about. Uh, Jay, that's your cue. That's your cue, bud. <laughs> oh, I was waiting for Chris. Oh, sorry. Shit. Oh, I like that I'm not involved in this argument. This is good for me. Wait, why? <laughs> why the suspicion, Mikey? Why would is there? Can we all just we be poo poo people? Uh, <laughs> fine, I'm dropping it. I'll take the poo this time. The poo poo platter. Uh, the thing I love about this one is Knoxville stepping into a restaurant. It's kind of a hidden camera kind of thing, and I don't think we've yeah. seen 
a hidden camera type of thing on the show yet that's this direct like it's pretty close quarters right because it's just Cossack and Knoxville at a table in a restaurant and basically Knoxville's going to order something off the menu that is vegetarian fittingly enough but he's brought a special little newspaper bundle with him when the waiter's got the back turned he reveals none other than some nice tasty fresh dog poops to put into the salad that he ordered it ends up being more funny than it has any right being and the reason i feel like that's the case here is because you know he puts this into his dish he calls the waiter over he says excuse me sir yes i ordered a vegetarian dish and there's some kind of sausage in it just the way that johnny's like playing the fool here is absolutely brilliant so i think he's i want to interrupt you for a second yeah, I, I, I in my notes I had I wonder what kind of poo it is, but you were very definitive on dog poo. So speaking mm-hmm. to the uh, the leading um, fecal fetish expert over here, <laughs> can everybody? Tell I, I'm just curious. How, just what, <laughs> that's not how do you know specifically that was dog poo? Is there any markings or details like? Chris, is it Chris, the color, the texture? There's this beautiful, beautiful thing in a TV show called The End Credits, and sometimes what they'll mm. do is splice up the things they didn't use. And put them in there so you can see what yeah, some, happens. Sometimes the they scenes. will, but I feel like you had that note written down okay, well fine. before the yeah. end credits. It was a good cover up, Jim. <laughs> it was a Pomeranian, all right? Fine. <laughs> uh, guys, I got to say, this fucking sketch was brilliant. I like from the, the here, here's the, here's what I love so much about it. Old Jackass struggled with just having a good concept. I talk about this all the time and not fleshing it out. But the idea of going into a restaurant and putting your own poo or your dog's poo into the dish is a good enough idea on its own. But the the way they do it where they first claim that it's sausage and then maybe beans and then no, no it wasn't them should... that claimed it was beans. The the, the way the right, lady right, from the right. restaurant it, was yeah. like there's shit on a plate yeah. and this <laughs> lady in the restaurant she knows she knows it's shit. She could probably smell it from there. But she still was sticking to her guns yes. and saying it was some kind of bean yeah. or bean curd or something along those lines and Ooh, smell that it. it smells horrible. This was in my it 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 looks like poo. This is a bean? Yeah. Let me what kind of bean okay, is this? Is inside. this like an Arkansas type steamer bean or that's a pretty big bean. This is this is one of those sketches where where it's the combination of the actor doing a great job, the audience being hilarious in terms of their reactions, and the concept being good enough on its own. Everything hits. And they give you two options. One is when it goes in the favor of the people playing the prank, which is the jackass crew. And the other is when the restaurants gets, gets wise and calls him out on it. And he's got to pull an exit and Rick Cossack just sits there. Doesn't <laughs> yeah. fucking leave. What is he doing as a, as a restaurant owner? If there was a fucked up situation like that to have the balls, I'm talking about the second yeah. people over there to have the balls to not panic and somehow decide to check the newspaper yes. to see if there's a smudge. God bless that person because it's. I I would be so scared of the potential backlash that would happen. For sure, you I would fold instantaneously. Yeah, but she stuck to her guns. Can't believe and press the issue. That is that's unbelievable to me. And the I've whole been, the whole time, I think one thing that's genius, and I guarantee you this was planned about that sketch the second one in this is that the whole shot is framed with the a passing grade for quality inspection 
on the oh, restaurant. It's in the window the that. whole time. Because the whole time I'm like, Rick Kosick had a camera on him. Why didn't they show this? And instead they're showing it from the outside with the A rating there, which to me was fucking genius. That's deep. That's very deep. Very deep cut. I, I think uh, <laughs> the the second segment that you were just talking about, Mikey, is great too because I love Knoxville's reaction to getting out of it. He just kind of weasels his way out by repeating the line. I'm feeling no, very uh, I'm feeling cornered. Very awesome. I'm feeling very cornered. No, I got. If, if you let me I'm, see no, money, I'm feeling very cornered. No, there's your money. There's your money. It sounds like a 2020 line. Yeah, yeah 100%. He's ahead of his time, man. I'm, I'm triggered. Feeling uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, I love that so much. That was a great exit. And speaking of camera placement, in the first half of the segment, when they're in the first I'm restaurant. I'm glad you're bringing this up. I'm very glad you're bringing this up. did they do this? It's got my brain, like, just rolling around in there because I'm wondering... Back then, we didn't have the GoPros and shit and these tiny cameras that were easy to conceal. This is the year 2000. Like, to get a TV camera into a restaurant that close and not have somebody notice is, like, well, how did they do that? I really wonder. It was, it was clearly on Rick Kosick's head. Yeah. Because it was from Maybe that was perspective. spy goggles from back in the day. Like it the could first have been. Honestly, it may goggles. have been something like that. It may have had to have been something like that because most video cameras were fucking enormous. Um, and, yeah. and I think, like, apart from that, the, the some of the lines, especially in that first scene, like, the second one is good to see how it can go wrong but the first one to see how perfectly it can go right was amazing like Johnny's saying like that's a pretty big bean or, or, or he's in the kitchen he goes into the kitchen. the kitchen the waitress at one point says somebody poo inside it <laughs> she just fucking fully gives in she says yes yeah, somebody poo inside it I'm sorry that's, yeah. that's just what happened it was amazing I, I I Johnny like well how did that happen did did, did it fall outside of you when, when you, you leaned over, over yeah. <laughs> oh I missed that that's so just good so good man this yeah. was great you guys want to give this I, one gonna, I'll start this yeah, one off yeah yeah. I feel like I want to start this one off because it's going to be the first 10 out of 10 rated hey, in this podcast history. So I, it is. I, no, nothing I, has had a 10 I, so far. It is just the perfect combination of a good concept, amazing reactions, amazing acting. I loved how they showed when it worked, when it didn't work, the different camera angles. It just, to me, like it just, it ticked every box. Like yeah. you can't get back. You, you couldn't do that again and have the same quality that came out of it other than that generic, sorry, not generic, that, um, that, uh, genuine thing that yes. just happened in the yeah, moment. So for sure. I, I just like, I all around that was a, that was a perfect, perfect prank for me. Amazing. What about, uh, what about you, Jay? Yeah. So, so Chris, you would say you, you liked this stunt quite a bit then. Yes. <laughs> like you really, really, really like this. Is one, it, are right? we going to have the battle of the poo fetishes starting going on? I see this is happening. I'll mediate. I like this battle. Don't say anything about a battle. It's just I thought you enjoyed it. It seemed like you enjoyed yourself. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Chris, you gave it you're, a 10. you're getting a little defensive here. You know, you know what, Jay? He's right. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I feel like I'm red or brown in the face right now. I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> I mean, I only, I only gave it a seven. I, I mean, that doesn't on. mean anything. That just means that that I'm giving it a seven because I feel it was good. But I don't know if I really. Okay really loved it you know like interesting really because it wasn't big it. boy enough it was just dog poop <laughs> <laughs> i'm uh, i'm i'm close to you on that one chris closer to you than than i am to jay this one to me was a nine um i i love that you're you've got the balls the cojones to give it a 10 i think it does say a lot about your preferences and your general disposition but we'll leave I that agree. aside i'm a nine i think it was great though everything i honestly could have seen one more sketch though or a little bit more cutting between the reactions um, one of the rare cases where I think they, they could have done even more with it or shown me one more sketch, but a nine out of 10. 
Chris, would you say you were feeling a little cornered back there? <laughs> Are you feeling cornered? I was feeling a little blocked. I felt blocked, like blocked in. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, it was, it was really strange. I felt like I just couldn't get out what I wanted to get out. Yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. I feel like you just needed to, like a little Metamucil in your Let drink. it loose, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So yeah. coming up next, uh, speaking of being cornered, how about being covered in a tight jumpsuit emblazoned with raw squid? 40 pounds of squid, 40 pounds of wet squid. Why did you have to put it in cold, <laughs> wet water? I think this segment should just be called Nate Gets in the Shot because that's way more entertaining than what's actually happening. They have this camera guy who must be like... I don't, is he an intern or something? What's his deal? See, he's in just about every shot in the background taking pictures, and they're always telling him, Nate, get out of the shot! And I got more of a kick out of that than seeing Knoxville walking around with this squid suit, which is kind of a cock tease, because you're wondering, okay, well, what's going to happen? People are kind of looking at him funny. There's one point where the, the birds on the beach are kind of flying around, and I'm thinking, like, okay, the birds are going to get him. That's going to be the payoff. Now they just kind of leave him alone. Uh, he looks sad the whole time. I don't really know what to say about this. What did uh, what did you think, Mikey, about the squid suit? I, I you know what, Jay, I'm glad you asked, um, and I'm glad you you turned to me on this one as the uh, resident expert of squid suits. Um, yes. I believe that uh, the only reason this made it into the show was because of Nate. I think that was a really funny thing. Here you have a group of people who are new it seems many of them to the film world and to the television world. And they make a lot of mistakes and they're trying to do what like Tim and Eric do where they find comedy in the actual mechanisms that they use to put a show on where Tim and Eric will use editing to just make you feel uncomfortable and laugh. Tim and Eric is a comedy show that was on uh, adult swim for a while in this one. They're using shitty filming as the joke. And I really think that becomes the thing that carries the weight in this sketch. There's nothing funny about the squid suit thing in general. And I don't think they knew that was going to be the case leading into it, but the fact that Nate spelt K N A T by the way uh was just such an imbecile actually made it kind of funny fucking Nate <laughs> Nate the one thing that that this made me think about was certain people have different fears of the water Mikey is absolutely oh my God. terrified of the water so first thing I thought about him I don't think that's nice of you to bring up I think it's just a phobia and it's kind of weird that 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 you're using me as a punching bag for that yeah well it's just how it goes sometimes okay the, the thing that made me think about is like when I seen him jump off the pier, is it just me or is the whole world more scared of water beside a pier oh, and a dock? That's like, a great like, question. I, I'll be fine swimming in the lake, but the second I get close to the dock, which you think would be my saving ground is the thing that I'm so scared to be around. And when I see people swimming in between piers, it freaks me the fuck out. Dude, I've never thought about that, but that is so true. I get petrified by swimming near docks or anything like that. It just feels like that's where the, that is where out. I don't know. That's where the creature of the black lagoon right? hangs out. He's like, you think he's going to build himself an underwater cavern? No, he has plenty of them in front of everyone's cottage. And that's where he's going to grab your little toes. Was there anything else, anything else redeeming for you guys in this one? Fuck no, this sucks. I, I'm not oh, yeah, afraid to it say it. Like, this just sucks. <laughs> I don't think it even deserves a review. Yeah, no. Nah. Let's move on. Oof. Let's. How about this? Uh, Kanate, we're rating you a negative two out of ten. We're moving on. Get out of the fucking shot, Nate. Jeez, Christ. <laughs> Heavy metal alarm clock. What better way to wake up to the sounds of... Someone do a guitar noise. Someone give me a solo. <laughs> Oh, shit. 
I couldn't commit because I might have punched Mikey in the face no. by accident with a power cord. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, that was good. I think we'll use that. Oh, that you better. You fucking better. Boys, heavy metal alarm clock is Bam Margera just waking up his dad. Poor Phil getting the abuse again. Did I ever tell you about the time? Did I ever tell you about the time that I uh, woke up a friend of mine from university using a guitar? I've never heard that story, actually. Well, listen, it was way back at first year university. Yeah, all right, enough's enough. Okay, all right, okay. all right. Let's move um, on. This one, like, uh, okay. It was fine. It was kind of a, like, I'm glad we're seeing Bam again, and I'm glad we're seeing Bam take advantage of his parents in a way that is less condescending. Um, mean. But it's, was that? And like, violent. Yeah, yeah mean. mean, like yeah. violent, violent. This is just kind of funny. The idea is funny. The problem is, one of the best and worst things about this sketch is Phil's reaction. Cause this is a prank on Phil and, and April gets in on the joke. Like she's helping Bam set it up. And I think Jay, you actually alluded to this in an earlier episode. Would you say helping Bam or being held hostage by Bam? Cause to me, <laughs> if you watch, uh, it starts out with April protesting a little bit. She's kind of like, I got a big day tomorrow. I got a wedding to do. He has a big day tomorrow too. He's got to get up at four in the morning for work. I know. Uh, yeah. Same thing. He's got to get up at six. So here's the thing, though. There's a point in this conversation of just Bam wearing her down where she just eventually goes, well, you should put the amp over here then because (laughs) (laughs) so she's just kind of realized, fuck it. I can't win this argument. Well, here's the thing that you don't realize until later in the sketch or the stunt. I don't know what to call these things. Let's call them stunts, but I'm also going to say sketch. So come at me, bro. Um, I don't. Like, I didn't realize in the beginning, she's oh, she's also being pranked, and she knows it. She knows she's going to be, there's no way to avoid it. She's in the same bed, and he's like, no, we'll do this to Phil. It'll be funny, and she's thinking, I'm going to be woken up in the middle of <laughs> And the she decides to put the amp in a better place. On her side. <laughs> How does Phil not notice when he comes in at the end of his long day? Oh, that's weird. Because he has There's a long this... day. That's exactly why. I guess he but poor guy's working life. his ass off, filming his son skateboarding the whole time, driving from town to town, skate park to skate park. Did you say Just filming? Filming? Yes, oh, I did. Boy, absolutely. And even. I meant let's, to do that as well. Not filming, even. <laughs> filming was the other sibling of uh, Johnny Knucklesville. <laughs> filming. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, but there's a drum set in the room. There's a huge double stack like guitar amp. Like, how does Phil not... Come on, Phil. Really? You're not going to notice there's a fucking drum set just like tucked Good away question. with a blanket over it. Dude. This is this is spoken like someone who who hasn't worked very hard a day in his life. Sometimes you get into the room after a long hard day and you just collapse on the bed. Okay, yeah, we food. talked about it last <laughs> episode. I'm in the process of becoming a camboy. It takes time, Mikey. Oh, I'll right. start working hard later. I'm sure okay. there's going to be a lot of people requesting that, you know, I fucking tickle my balls with a feather duster or whatever they're into. It it'll come. But and did after I, the tickling, especially. Did anyone else think the the one guy in the skit before you saw his face was the guy from Twisted Sister? I think that was the wig he was going for. Oh, I, I did. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I mean, New Jackass, it definitely. What, what's it? What, I can't think of his name right now, but. I thought for sure. I'm like, oh man, I can't believe they got this guy back yes, then. And yeah. then, yeah, just yeah. Wasn't. Nowadays, they could have gotten him for, for sure. sure, for sure, for sure. Um, this one, I, I guess, deserves a rating. Yeah, for sure. sure. Uh, because it, because you want to go first, Chris? Yeah, I'll jump mm. in. Um, so it, the reason why I think it, number one deserves a rating is because it's a bit of a twist on last week's Bam punishing his parents episode, and there's a little bit more thought and less just pure brutality to it so it's a nice comparison of them moving in a certain direction i was a big fan of viva little bam and 
as much as they did a bunch of shit torturing the parents, number one, they decided to still live in the house. <laughs> and number two, played into it. And they were more creative of the ways they would do so. Yes. I think last week I gave it a five. Um, the one thing about this one that really stuck out to me was the time. I think it was like one forty-seven in the morning, yeah. which for a guy like Phil waking up, he probably wakes up at about six in the morning. Yeah. It was perfectly timed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's when you're hitting like REM. You're, you're, you're <laughs> yeah. in REM. You get woken up. You're so fucking mad that it takes you about two hours to fall asleep because yeah. you're seething. And then the worst thing is when you wake up after knowing that you were just up an hour and a bit ago. So you wake up even matter because yeah. you're just pissed off about the situation. I'd almost, they almost should have followed him for the rest of that day. Oh, he would have been a, he just would have been mean. Yeah. <laughs> like I would have just been mad. <laughs> but anyways, it, it, it's not, there's not too much to it. It's, I, I also think that the one thing I always said before is how much people uh, like you new YouTubers and stuff are taking stuff from jackass and making it their own. Um, this was, this is Tom green at his finest, yeah. right? Like messing with the parents and doing that thing. So it's a bit bored. It's a bit this, but I do like the fact that it wasn't just as cold blooded as the last mm -hmm. one. So I got to go a six instead of a five from okay. last week. Yeah, let's get a severed Sarah, Jay, what about you? Let's get a severed moose head in there, and then we'll talk. There's <laughs> <laughs> a cow head. I can't remember. I gotta watch Tom Green yeah, again. A horse head, horse actually. Head. Oh, if we're fuck. talking about Godfather. Oh no, yeah. no, that, no, no, not Godfather, Tom Green. Oh, yeah. Well, actually That's probably a moose. He's Canadian, no? Tom Green yeah, auditioned for the role of the Godfather, but unfortunately didn't <laughs> didn't quite make it. What the a cut. different movie. Yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. a different movie. Uh, talk uh, about good facts of the day. Yeah. <laughs> On this one, uh, I liked it, um, but I don't know. It didn't stand out as like a something I'm going to remember in the sea of jackass stunts, I don't think. So pretty good, but I'd just probably give it a five. The thing I did like, though, is just the way, again, April being held hostage and Phil. It's always the parents that, that shine in these things. It's just their, I don't know. It's just their attitude of, well, fuck it. I guess, I guess we'll just deal with it and... <laughs> have a coffee in the morning and he's some, on his own now I'll put some rum in it and i'll just try to forget that this is my life um but the thing i did love too about phil is the way that like you're right when he does wake up it's just kind of like no reaction he doesn't even cover his ears or anything he's just laying yeah. there and i think he says after the noise subsides he's just kind of like oh that's crazy <laughs> Or no, I think he said that was a great song. He's like, oh, that was great. Like, yeah. good, good, good on you. Let me go to bed. You fucking idiot. Yeah. Don't yeah. engage. He'll go to college soon. <laughs> <laughs> little did he know. Yeah, little did he know. The uh, stars of these BAM sketches are always April and Phil. And the problem is, Phil, we didn't get much of a reaction out of him. I like the idea and I like the setup. The problem is with a, a lame reaction like they one they got, this should have been an interstitial, not its own thing. Uh, and unfortunately, sometimes you have a good idea. We saw it in, in the, the poo poo platter, which is a great name as well, <laughs> Love it. Um, but, but we didn't, we, but we also got the perfect reactions out of it. Another time, another day, maybe we get a different reaction. Maybe Phil startled up who knows. Uh, but because there was no great reaction and because the idea was, was good, but they kind of leaned on it a little hard and, and gave it too much clout. This one's a three and a half for me. Oh I just really didn't get anything out of it. I didn't laugh. I, I thought it was a good idea, but it didn't do anything for me. I hear you. And they, uh, I mean, with something like this too, it's like I said, with so many stunts um, and like so many different BAM stunts, I feel like he gets more creative with time too. And I'm excited to see like 
you know, I, I'm excited to see what he does, but maybe I'm not so excited for Phil and Phil and Ape, those poor guys, just totally. seeing the misery on their yeah. faces. It is a little cringy and hard to watch, but uh, my my review, know. by the way, is not a shot at Bam. I think the idea was no. great. It was more just no, no, no. it kind of fizzled. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, I hear. What I you're know saying. this this next interstitial. Jay's really excited <laughs> to talk about, dude. You've been saying that for all the poopy poos and the. And the <laughs> Toilet cleaning. I didn't have a title for this, so I just called it toilet cleaning. But basically, this one's weird because Dave England is the... Toilet cleaning? Does that mean that you... (laughs) The poo got smeared on the toilet. Yeah, well... (laughs) Do you consider a clean toilet one with a bunch of poop around the, the ring of it? Or Yeah. Uh, that that's what that's what Jay considers to be a tabula rasa, and that's a joke for Ooh. all my John Locke fans out there. Tabula rasa meaning black. I, I don't slight. know what that meant, but it sounded really cool, so I just kind of nodded my head and smiled. <laughs> well, actually, there's a superstition, a superstition in my culture, which I will not name my culture. I'll let you figure this out for yourselves. We'll leave it a mystery. Um, there's a superstition in my culture that you never plop down on a white surface it's just bad luck you don't want to do that you don't want you don't want either cheek you can have one cheek on a white surface one cheek's okay but if it's matching cheeks on white watch out jay i i I think i do actually i recognize that saying from a culture but i think you have it wrong you you said that was a superstition well yeah yeah i I mean you you never want to do that because it could buy you years and years of bad luck yeah no i'm pretty sure your culture calls that a correct me if i'm wrong but a a pooperstition Ooh. Ooh. <sighs> Pooperstition. It's not that bad. It's growing on me. All right. Basically, Dave England is the star of this, but he's not actually in the thing. It's a piece of his shit on a toilet. And it's one of these self-cleaning toilets. Uh, I've never actually seen one of these in real life, but it's kind of neat because the, the like a little piece comes out the back of the seat. It rests on yeah. top of the seat. Then the seat will spin under this little piece that I assume like disinfects it all the way around the toilet seat, right? But of course, Dave, being the clever soul that he is, took a big dump right before the point where the sweep will take place, causing his shit to smear all around in a nice even brown streak around that toilet bowl, or toilet seat. And uh, the thing that I think I loved about this is like, I loved it, but I think Dave loved it more than I did because he's laughing the whole time. He was was laughing his ass off. Well, you haven't seen these toilets. They were actually a huge, huge thing like back in the early 2000s. And then the skit happened and it (laughs) It completely ruined it for the entire thing. Shark Tank investors lost all their money. (laughs) Mark Cuban's pulling out his hair. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. You said that was Shark Tank. Yeah. Wasn't it? Shark Shark Tank. Yeah. Sorry. I got the show wrong. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) Final, final stunt, boys. You ready? Are you ready? Oh, I'm, I'm so fucking ready. I was born for this one. In the movie Cool Hand Luke, Paul Newman eats 50 hard-boiled eggs without puking in one hour. We didn't think that was possible, so we staged our own little contest to see if any man or woman can eat 50 eggs without puking. Preston Lacey, uh, Stephanie Hodge, and a fellow by the name of Chris Neratko. These three are about to eat 50 eggs, 50 hard-boiled eggs in one sitting with a 60-minute time limit and basically who can eat the most wins and as johnny knoxville says himself well one thing in our contest we encourage puking it's encouraged and this is where guys i you guys are fighting over which one of you is is the poo boy i am the puke boy and i will i gladly accept that as my title i was laughing uncontrollably during this sketch i there's something listen I think maybe my favorite jackass sketch of all time. This is going to sound very strange to a lot of you. 
is when they have to try to drink a gallon of milk in whatever time it is. Oh God, yeah. And they are vomit and they, they have a chocolate milk, <laughs> a regular <laughs> milk and a strawberry milk. And each of the people are vomiting pure brown, <laughs> pure white oh, and man. pure pink. And this is a similar one where it's just, you know, they're going to puke, you know, they're destined to fail and boy, do they fail. It, this just kept building up. I, it so this one reminded me of what, one of my favorite sketches of all time was, and it did not let me down. I'll say that because originally, you know, we talk about the shopping carts and we talk about some of the earlier sketches where it reminds us of what's to come later, the poo, uh, poo cocktail in, in, uh, being, being included in that. And it kind of lets you down. This one did not let me down. I think this one was incredibly funny. I, I just don't understand fooding like fooding competitions never work out well as my brother can contest. Oh, that's true. It's funny that you mentioned the hot dog thing earlier. When we were kids, we went to my cousin Andrew's place and Mikey was so little and my cousin was a little bit older than him and they decided to have a hot dog eating competition. How many did you have, Mikey? 12, was it? Something along those lines. I think he's like eight years old and both of them were so fucking sick throwing up well, no, see, here's the thing. I didn't throw up until that the next day. The next you were day. Sick all and day and I fucking like you didn't you demolished him. You 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 if you've played sports and you end up so far ahead of the the other team, usually the coach says dial it back a little, son. You yeah, don't want to you don't do want to you don't want to put this guy into the next fucking dimension. You, you you may you may face these guys again later in the in the year and and maybe you'll be in the other position and you don't want them to just shove you into the ground. I didn't have that mentality. I'm a fucking kid killer jay you talk about you were you talk about fight or flight i was in fight mode he stopped at about six hot dogs and i didn't stop for the rest (laughs) of the night i've never (laughs) seen someone take wiener so well in my entire life and i've continued to do so yeah but it all came out that night i literally i i swear on my life i literally remember rolling around on the bathroom floor because I was in so much pain that night. I woke up in the middle of the night. I made it to the bathroom and I puked about as much as Preston Lacey, Chris and Stephanie. I think her name was man combined. That is some serious puke. If you're relating it to what we saw in this episode, my God, the waterfalls of puke. And it's just like this eggnog colored fucking vomit, just projectile. It's coming out like waterfalls from these guys. Oh, man. And that's not just one of them. Everybody has the same kind of projectile, wet, sloppy vomit. They've chunky. chunky. Chunky, man. They've got like Ugh. buckets beside them ready to go. And what I love about this is I think like, let's just kind of break down how this goes. I wrote down some notes as it was happening and uh like you can see out of the gate right everyone's okay but steph is the first one to puke while meanwhile preston on the other side coolest dude at that picnic table he's totally fine like i think until egg 21 or something like that yeah he doesn't puke at all or even flinch like uh chris is is thrown up next to him and so preston though he's trying to get to preston you can tell like he's got the bucket right up next to him and he's puking in his direction yeah uh i think he gets some on preston oh, oh god <laughs> hot you on my leg Pop, you Can you please try to keep your puke in the bucket, Mr. Naraco? He's not cracking. Like, I'm just very, very much surprised at how well he handled it. That was it. his problem. I think if he started throwing up earlier, he would have done better. Can he we go talk room. about the fact that I'm pretty sure th- this is fucking bonkers to me. Okay. I've had breakfast before. I've had hard boiled eggs before. Stephanie throws up after four eggs. Yeah. 
that is a that is half a breakfast for me. Right. Yeah. yeah How is she was probably up all night doing blow and drinking the night before. <laughs> that was just like it's not easy to keep down food after one of fair, those nights. That's Let's fair. Be honest. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I I mean I think everyone's money was on Preston in this one. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I can't believe he didn't win. Uh, you know what? Preston puts himself through a lot of shit in Jackass, but he never shows a look of shame. He looked legitimately disappointed in himself in this one for mm-hmm. not winning. Yeah, he must have thought going in, like, oh, I got this shit. I got this, right? Like, yeah. uh, the guy, he probably, at that time, was especially, like, he probably eat quite a bit. Like, he's a, he's a big dude, and I'm sure he can pack away a good lunch. Like, I'm sure he wasn't worried. He was confident. He's like, no problem, right? I think the thing is, is, like, when you eat eggs, though, they're very dense, right? So there's a lot of calories. And if you're eating, like, fucking dry. 30 eggs... I don't know, man. That that can't be Dude, good. Dude, I couldn't for you. get fucking eight. I couldn't get eight eggs. I don't think people realize. <laughs> Sorry, I'm what? just thinking. <laughs> oh my god, that was real. That was real. Oh my god, my my brother is gagging right oh, now. I thought you were just doing a bit. Holy <laughs> fuck. No, I, that that this one turned my. I just think thought that. Chris, do you remember? The, do you remember the me. bucket where the chunks That's like it's literally said, like it's like me. it's Dude. like old stale oh. milk pouring out of the bucket. It's so gross. I know there's yeah. a bit, but I'm gonna throw up on no, your. No, it's not. It's not a bit, bucket. Mikey. Let's talk about what that must have smelled like. Can we talk about that? Smelled. Imagine bit. if you had to like. What if the rule was that if you threw up, you had to eat it? That's oh yeah, yeah, eat yeah. It and then puke it back into someone else's mouth. Oh, that would be. This is like, here's the thing. It's like, I, when they're, when they have the bucket in between them and they're puking into each other's puke to get into the bucket and it's just kind of merging together. Yeah. It's, that is, gr- that is just one of the oh, worst things I've ever seen. I don't think a, you realize I'm about to throw up. There's a cut in the credits too, where I think that, that uh, Chris oh guy's got in the bucket and he's aiming it. He's like ready to dump it on someone. And they're like, no, 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 no. That was Johnny. Yeah, they had it. They had it in front of Johnny there. Yeah. Oh my God, my brother's recovering. This is Jay. I don't think you realize how much enjoyment this is giving me right now. My brother is literally about to throw up in my place, and I know he'd make me clean it up. And yet, I am ecstatic. This is the happiest I've been in weeks. I think I'm best, Chris. But that was not. That was not for the. That was not just for the show. That was. uh, That was genuine. Chris, just pull a Chris from the show, and remember, if you do have to puke. There's someone sitting right beside you. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm glad I'm well, far away. I'm gonna try to distract right myself and say, what, what's up with skinny guys always winning eating competitions? Yeah, like, like Joey Chestnut or like that the, the, the Asian the, guy. Yeah, with the, the hot, hot dog, dog eating guy. guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know what? Like it's metabolism, man. It's got to be metabolism or something. And because I, I can, I can almost guarantee if you put the three of us in an eating competition, I could probably win. I can eat the pants off of most oh, people. I don't know, man. I'm a fat guy. I don't know. I'd take I take you. On that. I'm, 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 I'm packed on a few pounds. I'm not gonna lie, but. Look, yeah, you could definitely beat me maybe, for sure. Maybe it's metabolism, okay? Maybe, maybe it is. But this Chris guy, not Chris, our Chris, Chris guy in the show, he pukes so much. Now, I'm almost convinced that that man sitting next to Preston is like not human, but rather some extraterrestrial being, which is matter is composed entirely of vomit. No internal organs. <laughs> he has merely taken the shape of a human man and has come to this planet to spread his DNA and pass on his legacy. And, and hopefully he does. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking because he's unable to differentiate, though, between, like, male and female and the human species, maybe he's mistaken the plastic bucket for one of our female women, and he's thinking, oh, if so I puke you in here enough... impregnating it. Yes, I'll have another child. Oh, oh we, f- we found Mikey's fetish. Uh, I mean, that's I'm there for it. I honestly, I think that's, though, legitimately, that's why he won. The puke version of the Alabama hot bucket. Oh, my God. 
Says the guy who's about to throw up. <laughs> well, now I'm kind of getting into it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Right? Yeah. No, but I like he threw up so much that it's like, no wonder he could fit 30 eggs into or however many it was into his into his uh, stomach because he barely like he would he would take a bite out of one, throw it up and like yeah. they'd count that as an egg. That's kind of cheap. I do believe Preston won this one. I have the tally if you want it. Yeah. What was it? All right. So coming up in the end here, Steph gets kicked out at 10 minutes left to go with nine eggs. She's done. She can't do it anymore. Um, here's something weird, though. I don't know if you guys noticed this. Chris is at 27 and we're like right in the last minute. Preston. Oh, I, I'm glad you're bringing this up. Preston is at like 30 at that point. Right. And there's like 30 seconds left, they say. And then all of a sudden, Knoxville feeds Chris this final egg. Like, he's ramming eggs into his mouth. He's like, come on, 30 seconds. Come on. Look at this. Chris will eat another one. Look at that. Come on. Come on. (laughs) The count is suddenly at 37, whereas a second ago, Chris's was at 27. I don't understand. And it keeps going up. It goes up to, like, 39. Um, So I don't know if they fucked up the count or if it was just a cut there that we didn't see. But final tally as they tell us is uh chris wins with 39 preston with 30 and steph with nine and a quarter i i still think if you measured how much egg was in stomach at the end of that preston won that one for sure yeah exactly right he wasn't puking every five seconds so yeah i would agree with you on that one preston you're you're our winner how about that and and I think we're yep. all winners after watching this sketch. And and based on Speak that for I, yourself, <laughs> yeah, Chris almost just lost it. He literally is trying to tie a ponytail with his hair right now because he's sweating. My brother is sweating across the room for me. Uh, let's give this one a rating. I I'm gonna start with this one because I fucking loved it. Uh, this one to me is the embodiment of I think what what made me find throwing up so funny and I, and I still do to this day. So this one did not age poorly in any way. It was the exact amount of time. It should have been the exact amount of puke. It should have been the exact amount of Johnny Knoxville just being a dick as it should have been. This one's a nine out of 10 for me. Wow. All right. Well, Jay, how about you? Yeah. Yeah. I'll jump in. Uh, like I said, I really appreciate this one because it's one of those simple jackass stunts that just comes together. Like, you know, there's going to be chaos, but you can't really tell how bad it's going to get until you're at the very end. And man, sure. it just, it's surprised. Like I almost thought they would just all be tapping out a lot sooner than they did. And it would just kind of <laughs> end in like everyone feeling sick and maybe there'd be some puke, but this was like an ungodly amount of puke. Like <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. I hope they all hydrated properly after this because holy fuck, man. Um, yeah. So that being said, just like how it unfolded and got crazier and crazier, I, I'm going to go with a higher score than I normally do. I know I don't I don't give away my high scores e- easily. Like I've only ever given I don't think I've ever done a nine yet. But uh, this one came just under that at an eight for me personally. OK, so that's what I'll go. OK, with. nice. Chris, it's a good score. Yeah, I'm three out of ten. You fuck you. Yeah, I can't. Man, I. I Are I you need, serious? Yeah, I need more than just like like puking is my weak spot. Like, oh my god, I have a gag reflex as we've talked about before on the show. And, and you don't get enjoyment like, out of like how some people get enjoyment out of pops pop out scares. No, because it makes me feel sick. Like when I'm watching it, especially when <laughs> yeah, I see the sad. bucket of puke on top of puke, like double layered puke. Yeah. Like I just like I couldn't appreciate it for what it was because I literally felt sick for, the whole for the time. listener. My brother, as he's saying this, is <laughs> leaning to one side as though there's like a pain in his pancreas. Like he's struggling to even talk about this. Yeah, you're gasping oh, for air. You're pulling back your hair. Like this is I'm not making a joke. This is how uncomfortable you are, guys. I need to say this is making me so excited for every puke sketch that we're going to be uh, going over. They're but the Chris, hard ones for like. It, what, 
I don't even know if I'll be able to watch the puke omelet. Like, oh, oh the puke oh, omelet. That, I forgot the, about that. Oh, I, yeah. Oh. So, anyways, yeah. No, this is this is a three, and that's just out of appreciation for other people. Appreciate. I just cannot I handle that at all. So I'm locked in there. You know what? That's amazing. Chris, we're giving you a hard time, but man, we appreciate you on this show, buddy. We do. Keep <laughs> soldiering. I don't. I, I don't give a fuck about this. Are you kidding me? Fuck this well, guy. Just, what do you need? Is puke nice, on you? But... Do you don't like me again? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have faith you'll get through the puke omelet, even if we have to tie you to a chair to watch it and tape your eyes. I hope he open. doesn't. This has been the Jackass. Thank you for joining us once again, boys. Any closing thoughts on episode four of season one? More puke, less puke. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, real quick. I, I, I just want to get into, and uh, we're, we're starting up with the social media. We're starting to get a little bit active. Yeah. I've been putting some time on there. Um, I just want to shout out all the people that stuck with this and are actually following us back. We're going through, we're trying to find people with like-minded ideologies and whatnot. Uh, we're giving them a follow, hoping they're giving us a shot. And if you made it this far, then we absolutely love you. So keep commenting, keep liking, uh, share with your friends, anybody you know that you might like this as well. And uh, thanks, thanks for doing that. Appreciate it. Well said. Yes, the three... (laughs) So the three golden ideologies out there that we're looking for, and we hope you share the same. Puke, poop, and cum. If you got that, we'll follow you. I was going to say puke, poo, ratings, reviews. Uh That's what we want out of you. I want the cum. <laughs> okay, I okay. want the cum. So I got him to save your cum for Chris. He loves the cum. I knew he loved the cum. <laughs> so we got a pew guy, a poo guy, and a cum guy. All right. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait, man. Uh, there's a great thing with a horse coming up. Uh, maybe like you know months oh, down the line. We'll get there. Right. I licked my lips. <laughs> <laughs> I keep trying to end the show, but do you want to do some plugs real quick? A couple plugs. Yeah, how about this? Follow me on Twitter at Retrograde Mikey. Uh, I've got a bunch of other podcasts and things that you can find and follow, and that's about it. You can find all my information there. Follow us on Jackass <laughs> on Instagram, Twitter at Jackass Pod. I'll, I'll be on there quite actively chatting with everybody. And uh, yeah, let's 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 have a conversation. Let's have some fun. Uh, you can find me on BBM at. No, I'm not doing that again. Uh, <laughs> that's that's it. I'm not plugging anything today. Thanks for joining us on the show. Appreciate you being here, and we'll be back next episode with something a little bit different. You guys want to spoil it, or we keep it a secret? CKY, baby! CKY, baby! I know there's not a lot of puke in that, so I'm good to go. (laughs) We'll see. But, uh, yeah, we're taking a quick hiatus, doing a detour from season one to go check out CKY, Bam Margera's pet project, which inspired a lot of the stuff you've seen so far from Bams. We'll get into the world of Bam Margera next time on The Jackass. But for now, bye. I'm Jason Wellwood. Bye. I'm Chris Aaronworth. Bye. I'm Mikey Aaronworth. And this has been... Chris has a poo fetish. Box instead. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Chris, give us your best beatbox. My best beatbox? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You ready for it? I'm ready. Ooh, backing tracks. <laughs> Did it sound like it was one person doing the beat in the right at the same time? <laughs> That's why we were 45 minutes late. Um. <laughs> <laughs> they have really good acoustics in the totally parking worth yeah, it. Yeah. Totally worth it. I got to say. It's a little more street. I'm not even mad that we're late. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it. This was a Press X for Sound audio production.